0: who will soon walk
1: through
0: that door back, back Sam Grandwam Spe I was able to find you a table, tableless's room for just one more back, back Sam Speak
1: I really enjoyed a Danielle moments episode. So. oh
0: good Good. <laughs> we'll start with that. we'll start with a compliment to Danielle from Lauren Halverson Hi Lauren
1: i know the the east Coast west coast love is, is real. So.
0: <laughs> it's big it's it's live and it's it's, it's in big. person it's great <laughs> it's really good uh so lauren you're you're a literary manager
1: i sure at, am
0: at a for now with no with no well okay <laughs>
1: <It's> <laughs> for now i am fair, hopefully fair, fair. we'll can well, hopefully I'm- we'll continue to be.
0: This is the, yeah, the, the end of Avenue Q has never been more relevant. I think everything's for now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everything is for now in, in these troubled times. Um, Absolutely. But you have no, you have no literary to manage. So what are you, uh, what are you doing there?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's been one of the questions that we have is like, how are you a theater when you're not currently producing theater and what exactly does your job look like? And, um, I think that one of the things while we're all, I, I feel like everybody at the theater has really been in triage mode this week. And that is certainly mm-hmm. affecting certain departments more, but I feel like for artistic, for us, it's been like, okay, well, we have all of these long-term plans and then we have all of these short-term projects that we're not quite sure what's happening. Um, Cause we haven't, made an announcement about the rest of our season, given that some of the dates, some of our shows were, you know, not starting until June. Um, right. So we're, ha- so we're like taking some time to sort of like figure out exactly what that means for us in terms of post post postponement or cancellation or doing it next season. So we haven't made any financial or any um, final decisions on that yet. So I, I think for me, um, especially this week is a I've been trying to adjust to working remotely Um, which is hard when you're used to working in such a collaborative environment, even though Mm. a lot of the work that I do is, you know, reading and writing. Um, (laughs) And I always complain about an open office, but I kind of missed it this week. It never put me on that. Maybe I probably shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say that. Um, Shouldn't say that because I am one of the world's biggest anti-open office Mm -hmm. um, advocates. But, um, you know, I really missed my coworkers this week. I actually just got up got off of a big virtual meeting with everybody and it was just so nice to see everybody's faces. Um, And I also, you know, in the past when I have worked from home, it's been just reading plays and everybody knows not to, get in touch with me. But so I think figuring out how to work remotely while also still being collaborative with my, with the rest of my team has been like the real challenge of this week. Um, and also just trying to focus, you know, at first I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to read a ton of plays. I'm going to get through my backlog. I'm, but like, I have actually found myself and have, I've actually had to like absolve myself of the guilt. I feel that I'm not reading five plays a day. Um, just because sure. my like very quick to spiral brain, it keeps getting distracted by the things that are going on in the world. And it also feels like every single day lasts 80 hours. So, sure. Um,
0: but so, so when, you're, think, when yeah. you're at work, how many plays do you read in a week? Like, like on average? Not like, um, and I know this difference between being in production, being in rehearsal, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of ups downs, all that sort of thing. But like how many plays do you yeah. consume normally? Um,
1: so if I'm out of rehearsal, which mm-hmm. this was, last week was my first week out of rehearsal in like three months. Um, so I read about like five. Um, so I try to average, I'd say between like three to five a week. Um, okay, if, so about a play a day.
0: Yeah,
1: About a play a day, but like if we're in real crunch mode, then that'll go up to like 10 a week. Okay, um, so
0: most two a day would be the at kind most, of...
1: Yeah, yeah, and like you know, the way that I've actually realized that like the best way for me to read plays sometimes is to just take a whole day off and read four in a row. Um, so it oh, you know
0: okay.
1: it varies. Um, sure. Yeah, it's like once I get in the zone, I like stay in the zone. Um, so <laughs> so, for, so for me, so for me, it just kind of varies. But this week has been like you know a mix of like a trying to figure out how to do all these remote meetings, figuring out what's a priority um, mm. when so much feels uncertain. Um, And then also, you know, like, I actually feel really grateful that I have some really exciting artistic projects to kind of like ground myself. Um, I've had a couple conversations with a playwright and a director for a show that we're doing starting next season. Um, hopefully, right. <laughs> you know, um, it does, you can just, we'll,
0: we'll just take hopefully yeah. as read everything, every sentence ends with hope, the unspoken.
1: Every, hopefully. yeah. Let, yeah. Let's I've never been so optimistic <laughs> in my life. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, and it, I feel grateful that I have not necessarily had to be on the front lines of triage mode, like our box office staff and our marketing staff and our right. development staff, who's like figuring out what it means to fundraise during a crisis like this. Sure. Um, and that I've had, time to like talk with artists and to immerse myself it feels like really luxurious <laughs> um and it makes me feel guilty but I'm also um it, I don't know it's just like I'm just sort of like figuring out how to be useful and how I can be useful and always trying to figure out my purpose it is the dramaturgical way um so I think that I've just tried to be on call for those who need me but for the most part I think yeah, I don't know, it, it's a it's a strange, it's a strange, strange time to be working in the American theater. Um, I think it's been really overwhelming, it's been really hard to especially to start seeing furloughs happen and start mm-hmm. seeing layoffs happen. Um, I, you know, I feel very grateful that like I have been consistently employed for my entire career, I know that's like extremely rare. Um, and this is really the first time that, like, my job has ever felt so precarious. Um, mm. And, and that, is, that has been something to really grapple with this week. But, um, yeah. yeah, you know, I think it's just, like, trying to be supportive of each other and trying to take care of yourself. And it's just, like, there's just so much we don't know. So trying to lean into that a little bit without spiraling into an anxious will of despair.
0: <laughs> sure. Well, and it's hard to, I I think that not, I think as a, as a culture, we do not deal with uncertainty very well. Yeah. Um, No. (laughs) If at all. Um, And you know, people would rather like bad news now than good news later. They just want Mm -hmm. information, I think. And there is such, what's so funny about it is there's sort of, we're going through these wells of like there's no information and then there's mm-hmm. way too much information. <laughs> like, oh, exactly. You can't, you can't process it all at once when they say like, you know, well, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything, everything's closed. What, what? Everything's closed? Okay. Hang on. <laughs> you know, and then you've got to figure that out. And then, yeah, yeah so it's a very odd uh, information situation. Yeah. Um, it- And especially
1: to watch everybody sort of grapple with, like, the nuance between what is a quarantine and what is self-isolation and what is shelter in place and, you know, what is social distancing, all of these terms that I don't think anybody was familiar with last week. And now, you know, they're hashtags. Um, Right. And they're, like... The number I, I've never known. Like now, I just feel so confident in how like every single company I've ever patronized in the last twenty years of my life feels yes. about and what they're doing. which is so prevent, amazing <laughs> to prevent COVID nineteen.
0: Um, I put I put this on Twitter the other day, but it was it was just like I, I don't want to belittle any of these things, and I'm glad everybody's reaching out. But I didn't even know Fish Taco had my email address. Like it's just. <laughs> I, I, it is funny to sort of go, God, a lot of people have my email address. Like that's exactly. I didn't realize they gave it out that many times.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: And like I'm super glad they have like it is that funny balance of being like, I'm glad they're saying something. But also mm-hmm. like, this is no no use to me. Thank yeah. I mean thank you. But like I guess you have to say something, but you know.
1: Yeah. I mean I've uh, I've also been trying to like take moments to like strategically unplug because um sure. otherwise like I can't, otherwise I'll just get into the habit of just like endlessly scrolling. Um, are,
0: are you going outside at all? Or are you I pretty have, much into I have
1: been, I have, well, so I live in a studio apartment. Um, sure. A very lovely and very cozy studio apartment. Um, but it is one room <laughs> that is sure. currently like functioning as my office and my living space and my gym and also my cooking space. So like I have been getting out and I've been taking some socially distanced walks in a cemetery mm-hmm. Which, um, there's a cemetery. Which one? That's, It's Oak Hill Cemetery in Georgetown. It's like pretty yes. close to my house. but oh, it's it, like, a great it, cemetery. It's great because it really makes me feel like a surly goth teen. Yes. Um, but it's great because, you know, nobody's taking their kids on walks in there. It's pretty much just like me and like two other people. And we like wave at each other from like more than six feet away, if that. Um, and, you know, it feels a little morbid, but it also is just really nice to get out. I have been oh, trying no, to take cemeteries. like... I've been trying to take, you know, at least a 20 minute walk every day, but it's very hard when you live in a densely populated area. I live in a circle. Um, so it is a lot easier to just like walk over to Georgetown. Um, and I feel like all the rich people fled. So it's, it's been, (laughs) it's been a little, you know, less high traffic, less high traffic than normal. Um, yes. Yeah. But yes, if people out there are looking for recommendations, I say hit up a cemetery, which sounds so weird to say. But you know, I
0: don't not to me. I love cemeteries. <laughs> I have always extolled the virtues of cemeteries. I think they're yeah. fascinating. They're quiet. Um, yeah. And like, in know, but not like, I'm not a nature walks guy. I'm not a hiking person. I don't trust mm-hmm. the outdoors. That's kind of my default setting. <laughs> um, but uh, non-urban a, outdoors. I love the outdoors, but like you're not, an indoor child. Is that what like you can't? Well, not so really. It's more or less like if I can't, if I don't, if I can't walk to a supermarket from wherever I am, I feel that mm. it's a bad. I'm not in a good place. Okay, um, which is a strict definition, I know, because that like excludes where I grew up. But it, it, it's just like it. That's that's not urban enough for me. But mm-hmm. I like so I don't like like the out in the woods quiet. But the quiet mm-hmm. of a cemetery is just a very respectful peaceful restful yeah kind of I'm also not a huge you know believer in necessarily in in energies or any of those sort of like new agey things but there is something about I feel being in a place full of such strong emotion like I can just kind Mm. of I feel connected to that in a really weird way and I also just love the history of it I love the sort of everyday history of walking by and being like, this was a human being who like yeah. maybe was somebody important. like you'd read about in a in a history book, especially in D.C. Or maybe not. Maybe it was just some mm-hmm. guy. But it was yeah. like, but this was a place and this was a person and they lived and they died and this is when and here they are. So it's, yeah, I yeah. love it.
1: I find the sense of history and the sense of endurance um, very, very powerful right now. Rock Creek, if you're um, in
0: northeast D.C., Rock Creek Cemetery is amazing. That is an amazingly huge cemetery, and it's amazing.
1: That's good to know. It's also just, you know, one of the the things that I love doing is I've always loved walking around the city, which I didn't realize Mm -hmm. was such a passive activity for me that has now not become a passive activity, because, I mean, I've always had, like, a very heightened sense of spatial awareness, Um, but now I feel like that's like turned up to like a hundred because I'm constantly thinking like, am I getting too close to another person? Like,
0: mm-hmm. should I like,
1: how do you like navigate a sidewalk now? Um, And what's so nice about going to a cemetery is I feel like I can recapture that sense a little bit mm-hmm. of like walking without having to be like hyper, hyper attuned to who is, ne- who is around me. Am I a potential vector for disease? You know? Um, sure like not having to be like so vigilant and so on alert, which is how I feel now anytime that I'm in public, um, yeah. which really isn't often. I mean, I feel like I'm di- I've been socially distancing since last Saturday. Um, I had to mm. go to work last Friday, but um, I have basically been in my apartment except for, you know, essential grocery runs um, since then. So it is, it's been crucial to, to have that time, just I think for my own sort of mental hygiene.
0: That's yeah. good. Well, I want to wrap yeah. up here though with some reading <laughs> recommendations because i oh have goodness. you here and you sent me a ton at my request and I'm so happy that you did. That was before we got socially distanced actually. So now I, I have all these great things to read. Well, and but... now I
1: have to, I promise to send you like actual plays as well. Right, but, um, which is
0: going to be awesome. But yes, what, did, what can true. you recommend for people to, to read out there?
1: Okay, oh well, I made the horrible recommendation of telling one of my friends to read Station Eleven by Emily St. Oh Mantle. <laughs> I know. I know. At first, I was just like, like, I did it maybe a week ago when this was still sort of like we didn't quite know. Like, sure. Like, sure. Like, the idea of, you know, all of us being, you know, self isolating seemed a little, still a little distant. And now I was like, that's a terrible idea. It's wrong. Um, Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a couple of things that I would recommend. I just started reading. My friend Hillary Leichter, um, just released a book called Temporary, which is all about a woman in the navigating the gig economy. Um, oh, there you go. It's like really delightful and really absurdist. It got a really wonderful review in the New York Times Book Review, and she had to cancel her entire book tour Aww. due to due to um, yeah. coronavirus. But due to um, life. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really like wonderful, eerie, delightful book. Um so I'd recommend that to people um, I'm also currently reading The Great Believers, which is all about um, a group of people navigating the onset of the AIDS crisis in the late 70s, early 80s, San Francisco, um, which is, you know, I love my, I love I love a good sprawling multi-generational novel and it goes back and forth in time. Um, so that's good. Um, one of my, speaking of sprawling multi-generational novels, um, Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, if people haven't read that, that's a perennial mm-hmm. favorite. Um, you know, a lot of the books I read last year were like super bleak, but um, if, you're looking for, if you're looking for something more in the nonfiction vein, I don't think that you can go wrong with Gia Tolentino, Trick Mirror, or um, Leslie Jameson, her essay collection that was, re- that was um, released last year, Make It Scream, Make It Burn, um, which is like some of the finest uh, nonfiction writing that I read all last year. Um, I know I'm like, I can actually like look at my bookshelf, which is well, there you go, yeah. when I, can, <laughs> when I can do that, but I'm, yeah, I think those are my, those are my current recommendations right now. Right. I've also had like severance by Ling Ma on my to read pile mm-hmm. for a while, which feels like it might be a little prescient, a little too on the nose for this moment, but I've had a lot of people be like, actually, you know what? You should check you that should out. So that
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think that might be, that might be next up, but those are, those are my reads. Those are my All reads right. right
0: now. Great. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lauren Halverson.
1: You're very welcome. so Thank nice you. to talk to
0: you. I'm glad you're doing okay. Enjoy Thank those you, cemetery too. walks.
1: I, um, I will. I will You take along, you got
0: to take along what is it? You take along the, the big paper and you can like do etchings of what is it? Yeah. it you rubbings of this, of the of the, uh, the the tombs the tombstone. It's yeah, like, tombstones. That's what they're called. Yeah, and, uh, it's right. like I'm on my words.
1: It's, it's like I'm on my third grade field trip all over again. Well,
0: see, this would be great. You go on the walks, you do the rubbings. <laughs> You bring them home. You put them somewhere. You forget about them, and yes. then in like five years, you rediscover them and you go, "What the heck? like?" Or someone else does even better. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, what is exactly? All this?
1: <laughs> exactly. When somebody is running their Who own else museum, that is? yeah. When somebody's running their yeah. own museum of civilization, look at, they'll find look at my all these <laughs>
0: they'll
1: find all these etchings and be like, "What were they doing? What were they doing on the onset of the pandemic?" And they will
0: say, yeah, "It was a weird time. It was a weird time to be alive." <laughs>
1: Plans are made, new things are played here.
0: Each night is
1: down deep. rumors are a buzzer, stories by the dozen Look around your cousin at like the news we're making in Anybody who is anybody will soon walk through that door
0: At Fat Sam's Grand Slam speed easy